What's up, guys? We're going to talk about the magician today. We've been talking about the four archetypes of masculinity. We talked about the warrior, the lover, and today we're going to talk about my favorite one, which is the magician. And I think the magician is probably the one that a lot of guys tend to ignore. And I'll talk about that a little bit more. But tomorrow we're going to talk about the king. But today we're going to talk about the magician. And what is the magician in the archetypes of masculinity? And I want to talk about 10 things that the magician does, that the magician offers, and then two shadow sides of the magician. So let's get to it. We're going to talk about the magician. All right. Number one, the magician is the master of transformation. Okay. Transformation is transforming. The magician is a transformer, not like the transformer where, you know, a car turns into a robot transformer, but a transformer of circumstances, people, events, and most of all himself. Your inner magician is the part of you that transforms you from the scared little boy into the courageous warrior. The transformation is the the, the magician transforms you from that selfish, needy lover into that giver of life. The magician transforms the king from a selfish king to a leader. And we'll talk more about the king tomorrow. But to give you an idea of what the magician does, the magician transforms himself and others. Another thing that the magician does is he's intuitive. He's insightful. The magician is able to possess understandings that some people just can't see. They're able to, the magician is able to see a lot of different outcomes at one time. And if you're, if you've shut off your magician, if you shut off that part of yourself, then you're going to struggle with intuition. You're going to struggle to know what to do intuitively when you have to make a decision. But once you start to practice and tap into your inner magician, what will happen is you'll start to find that you have a lot of insights and intuition about certain things. You will intuitively know how to react and respond to things that once just baffled you. But it's that magician and developing that side of ourselves and getting in connection with that helps us develop that intuition. Another thing that the, the magician does is he's a guider. He guides people through wisdom. Right? So first of all, he seeks wisdom, seeks knowledge for himself. But the reason he seeks the knowledge is so that he can be uh, a mentor to others. He provides guidance to other people, direction and prophecy even to others. And specifically in the archetypes, the way that the magician works is the magician is the consultant to the king. Right? We'll talk about, like I said, we'll talk about the king tomorrow. But the magician is one who offers wisdom and guidance. And the way we offer wisdom and guidance is we have to develop that within ourselves. The number four thing that the magician does is he's the keeper of secrets. So in magic, and uh, I talked about this in the, the video on sexual magic, that my dad was a magician and he would oftentimes share the secret with me to the magic. And the magic secret was always like so simple and easy that you went, you, it, it lost all of the magic, so to speak. So one of the things the magician has to do is has to keep the secret 
some of that knowledge secret. He has a bit of mystery about this. And the reason for that is so that others can learn. See, if you give the secret away, then what you're doing is you're just giving something to a person that they didn't have to work for. They didn't have to understand. They didn't have to take a look at it and really figure out for themselves what made this work. So the keeper of the secret is that you, there is a part of you that holds close to yourself, the magician, like you don't expose that to a lot of people you develop within yourself, right? But I think one of the things is if you go around telling everybody that you're a magician and that you're magical and mystical and a wizard, warlock, whatever, like they're going to be like, they're going to look at you crazy. But if you keep that to yourself and you just develop that within yourself, you're the keeper of the secret. Number five, the magician is a bridge between the worlds. The magician stands between the known and the unknown. A magician sort of acts as a bridge between the mundane and the supernatural or the divine. I think it is your magician, the part of your magician self that connects with the universe, connects with the thing that's greater than yourself. The magician is the part of you that bridges the gap between this physical body and the spiritual manifestation of our energy, of our connection with the universe, our connection with God, our connection with the power that's greater than ourselves. And that if we're not practicing this connection, this mystical part of ourself, we're losing out on a major piece of what life is all about. And I know a lot of people might poo this, but I think there is actually scientific evidence that talks about how, if you want to use the word spiritual, and understanding, even understanding how science works and the laws of science work. Like once you understand those secrets, then you can start to connect with those things. So I'm a big proponent of you, you, there's the physical world, but there's also the unknown world. And that's what we do as a magician is we bridge the gap between the known and the unknown. Number five, or excuse me, number six is the magician is skilled and competent, right? That means a lot of training that goes along in order to develop this part of yourself, sort of the Luke and Yoda in, in Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, I think, tell me if I'm right in the comments. Yeah, that training that we have to go under, the training of having mentors other people who walk the path before us. Masculinity bestows masculinity. Magic, the magician bestows magic to the other magician. So you want to open yourself up to others who are maybe older, wiser, or have more knowledge and submit yourself to the mentor of other people because you want to become skilled, competent in everything that you do. And especially in the more I think spiritual realm of the magician. The magician number seven is a healer. In many cultures, the, the magician was the shaman, the doctor, the one who came and healed both the physical wounds and the spiritual wounds. And with sometimes it was with potions or medicine, 
And sometimes it was with ritual and prayer or chanting, but the magician was a healer. And I think that as men, one of our most important roles is to heal ourselves and then heal others. You can't be a healer unless you learn to heal yourself. You can't heal somebody else's emotional wounds until you've really looked deeply into your own wounds and you will learn to heal those things. So the magician is a healer. The magician is ritualistic. Ritualistic. Think about the magician in this way. The word ritual is something that you do often, right? You do it, you do it over and over again. It's repetition. So ritual is repetition. So what does it take in order to grow? It takes tension and it takes ritual. So think about it like this. If you wanted to change your body, you wanted to work out, what do you do? You go to the gym, right? And you lift weights, you create that tension. But if you only do it one time, it's not going to do anything. Make your muscles hurt a little bit. You have to create a ritual, a consistency that you go every day, every other day, whatever, to the gym and you increase the tension, increase the weight over a period of time. When you think of the word spiritual, right in the middle of that word is ritual, spiritual. So the spiritual part of the magician is the ritual piece. It's the getting up in the morning and meditating. It's the seeking knowledge. It's all of these things that create the magician, but we do it in a ritualistic way. In other words, we do it consistent, consistently over and over again. And the reason we need ritual is so that we can develop the strength to become the best versions of ourselves. So practicing tapping into the magician every day can be a ritual event or a spiritual event. The number nine is that the magician is actually morally neutral. The magician isn't, it's not about right or wrong, good or bad. And this is where we get hung up, I think, on the idea of like spiritual and mystics and all of this is we lump it into a category of, of either good or evil. But the magician is actually just neutral. The magician isn't, he's not good, he's not evil, but he can use his power either constructively or for the purposes of destruction. It is the king that decides the morality. Like I said, I'll talk more about that tomorrow. The magician himself is morally neutral. The magician himself looks at all things as being neutral. There's a, a bit of magic that I think happens when we look at an event that happens to us from a very neutral perspective. What you bring, the energy that you bring to whatever happens. So think about it like this. Everything in life is neutral. The energy you bring to it is either positive or negative energy. So example, this pin is completely neutral. It's just a pin. But if I told you this pin was used by 
famous person. <laughs> Let's uh, try to think of somebody that people like in general. I don't know. Your hero. Think about your hero, whoever that happens to be. And I told you that this pen was used by your hero to write his book. That is your favorite book. Now this pen becomes more than a pen. It has this positive energy behind it. Or I tell you that this pen is completely empty of ink. It has no, it's just a pen, like no neutral pen, but it's out of ink, right? Do you want it? No, because you've judged it to be ineffective and therefore you put negative energy on the pen. So everything in life is neutral until we put a judgment on that. So the judgment comes from the king, the king part of ourselves, but the magician himself is neutral and looks at all things from a place of neutrality. Number 10, the magician is a detached observer. This goes along with the neutrality piece of it. The magician is entirely emotionalist and distant. The lover has all of the emotion, but the magician himself is detached from everything. He's detached so that he can see the truth, right? Because if you are attached, again, that positive or negative energy, that then skews how you see the world. But if you use your magician as a way to detach and just observe, it's a really powerful thing that you can do. This is oftentimes what we want to do in meditation and mindfulness, all right, is just observe our thoughts, not judge them as either positive or negative, but just simply see them and detach all meaning from that thing and see it as completely neutral, like this pen, completely neutral. So somebody says something to me, I see it as completely neutral, not good or bad from the standpoint of the magician. And whenever I do that, here's the thing about neutrality is it takes the power, either positive or negative, away from the thing that we're viewing. So if somebody says something to me and I judge it as positive or negative, I'm going to have a positive or negative feeling about that. But from the standpoint of the magician, if I just see it as neutral, what that does is it takes all the power out of the thing. So things that allows me to detach from things and see them more clearly. All right. Now let's talk about the potential shadow sides of the magician, right? This might manifest in manipulation, deceit, or using the knowledge and power for selfish purposes. The charlatan can often be seen as a negative or immature expression of this archetype that when you think about like Merlin or some of the other mystical wizards in fantasy, that they are typically often manipulating the things around them in order to serve themselves. But the true mature magician is neutral. Right? So he's not trying to gain anything from his power. He's simply trying to bestow his wisdom on the king. So the shadow side of the magician is that we can use this power for our own purposes. And when we do that, then that's using the power of the magician from the standpoint of the ego. 
And the magician is very spiritual and the spiritual is that higher part of ourselves. And when the ego gets involved with the magician, then what happens is he becomes the charlatan. The charlatan is, I fool you in order to get something from you. You see how that works? So we want to be able to stay in the, the spirit of the magician as somebody who is equally balanced with the lover, the compassion, and also the warrior, the cunningness of the warrior, the magician gives insight to both of those things. So tomorrow we're going to talk about the king archetype. How do you lead in your life? How do you show up in your life? Who is the king of the masculine archetypes? I left this one for last because I think it's the most powerful of all the archetypes. It's the one that has some very specific jobs in how we show up as men. Because I believe that our purpose as men is to lead. That's what the masculine does. And that's not to say that the feminine can't lead, okay? But the masculine does lead. And as a masculine man, I'm predominantly a masculine. I have feminine energy in me, but I have masculine energy in me is more dominant. That part of that dominance of that energy within me is to lead. And I cannot be a good leader without the magician, the lover, and the warrior. So that's what we're going to talk about tomorrow. The king, stay tuned. And I will see you in the royal morning. Or a royal afternoon, probably. We'll see. Take care. Have a great day, guys. Oh, and don't forget to like, subscribe to this channel. If you found something beneficial from this, share it with somebody. It would really help the the channel grow with the algorithm and be able to give other guys the opportunity to find out how they can show up in the world and be better dudes. All right. Much love. Take care. Bye.